cool can a goth festival be? Germany proves that it can be pretty fucking cool. How about children's poetry? Well, South Korea has that one covered, if you like poetry about matricide. What is art? Whatever it is, it's not stealing Instagram photos like a talentless dink. And let's learn English the sexy way on the Lost at Home podcast. Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, hello, Scott. Hi, Jer. It's great to be back here again for yet another week of the Lost Home Podcast. Right. I always like their time together. We uh, we don't hang out that much during the actual week, and it's nice that all these listeners tune in for the uh, the hour that matters the most in both of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we have family. I have kids. Yeah, but, but fuck them. Yeah. I, I, well, not fucking kids. I'd be fucked by family. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, yeah but it, it's really nice to come back again and make sure that the, the people who listen enjoy what they hear and that uh, we're giving them quality content. Like, and a lot of that like, is actually like my family. Answer. So, uh, hello, family. <laughs> Love you. Family and friends. Yeah, family and friends. Fuck my friends. Fuck my family. Actually, fuck we've this had... pod. Wait, wait. I, what am I. No, what, am I not, what am I not fucking? Numbers-wise, we've had a good month, and I'm sure it's partly to blame on all of our wonderful guest stars we've had. We had three interview weeks in a row, so this, like week, thank, yeah, this week, them. we're giving everyone a week off. There's no interview this week at all. And we just lost a bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we had, uh, what do we have? We had Babs Tarr from DC Comics, oh. who draws Batgirl. We had... Nikki Klein from Battlestar. Nikki Klein from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. And then last week, we had uh, writer, director, producer, uh, Jack Thomas Smith from uh, the movie Infliction. And yep. the upcoming movie, fingers crossed, if you all go to his Indiegogo Kickstarter-esque, you know, uh, startup fun, uh, In the Dark. Yeah. And um, if, I'm you, really... if you listen to that episode, what he's asking for isn't the entire budget to make the movie. He's asking for, like, that seeding It's money, a retainer, Pretty much to, like, show that you... It, it's a it's yeah like to retain like stars get stars attached to it and then you can go and and get the rest of the movie funded yeah if this is your first episode of the lost home podcast and you're wondering what we're talking about specifically along that point if you go back to last week's episode uh number 67 uh there's actually a really great discussion with jack thomas smith about how movies are made from the ground up and it's information that jer and i i, I think both of us were kind of new to like we didn't know that that's how a film was made yeah and i gotta say it was it was very interesting as much of a cinephile as I say I am and however many movies I've watched in my entire life I had no idea that there's actually this weird like bidding process for stars and they all have a dollar value hanging over their heads it's very interesting I won't talk much more on it if you want to hear it go back to last week's show uh, but yeah, um, remember uh, Stan Lee from Marvel Comics, how he says every Marvel comic may be someone's first issue? This yeah, may be someone's right. first Lost in Home podcast. And um, to get them initiated, this is a show about weird news. Uh, we do weird interviews horse, with people. Horse fucking. We do uh, weird news. Like, Satanism. 
Uh, if you love uh, uh, horse fucking and Satanism, yep, we're mostly a horse fucking and Satanism podcast. And also, uh, we interviews. Do, we do interviews, and we do indie movie and music reviews, and we try to find the stuff that you wouldn't find on other news-based podcasts. You get it all here in one tight package. We are definitely a Vermont podcast. We are definitely Vermont's number one comedic comedy news podcast. And, uh, yeah, we try to deliver week by week the news that is falling through the cracks, and um, we hope to entertain along the way. Yes. So, after that NPR-esque opening, um, what else should follow? Oh, wait. Fundraisers. That's what NPR does best. That's what they do. So, if you don't give to this show, we will drown a basket of puppies for every hour you don't give us and pledge to us, I drown a fucking puppy and... And I, I just, but, but please first pledge because without your pledges, we could never afford the basket to put the puppies in to drown them with. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So pledge first. We use a very nice basket to get us the basket. But then if you don't pledge more, we will use that basket to kill puppies. And only the finest pure breed husky puppies too. So they cost a lot of money. Yeah. It's really going to hurt the show financially if you don't pledge a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and we and we get them from a puppy mill. So honestly, if you don't pledge and we never buy the basket or the puppies, you're actually probably helping the world by not pledging. Yeah, Shit, I'm really bad at this. I'm not as good yeah, as we're NPR. Yeah, we're not very good at raising money for the show. Yeah, I pretty much just told people if they don't pledge, we'd never have the chance to kill puppies in the yeah. first place. Well, um, we are looking for new sponsors, and we're our hunt is actually going pretty well. We're in negotiations with a couple companies, so in the future weeks, look for new sponsors in addition to our current sponsor, Audible.com. Right. Audible.com is an audiobook service, much like podcasts. Nine books. If you're bored with us talking or run out of our shows to listen to, and you're like, what else can I listen to in my car? You can go to Audible, and they have audiobooks. They're like podcasts, but they are written ahead of time and sold in book format first. Yes. But who has time for a book? I well, don't. I'm, I'm always driving. And last time I read a book while I was driving, that was bad. Was in college, actually. <laughs> I used to do that. Yes, like steer, I, I would steer slap. with your knee, and I'd put my textbook on the wheel and hold it with two hands oh, to the wheel, and then just look down on straightaways and yeah. read lines. Yeah, well, I've seen people like uh, reading newspapers and stuff, and I understand like it's it, it's much more prevalent for people to look away and, and like. It's funny because people think like that's nuts when they see people doing that, but. So when those are the same people, should be illegal. But, but that, they, like, though, but so though, like that has always happened. Was, and then we're really worried about texting. But then I realized yeah, I was that texting and driving before it was cool. But then, but then, <laughs> or, then I, or technologically as feasible. I'm, as I'm thinking about that, I also realized that so many of the people who text and drive are people who definitely would look at somebody reading a newspaper and driving and think that they're fucking nuts. I'm like, it's the same goddamn thing. Actually, it's worse because. You don't. You're not writing the newspaper while you're driving. Yes, exactly. And if you were, you'd probably use like a dictation machine or something. But so, long story short, go to audibletrial.com/backslash/lost. Actually, forward slash lost. Yeah, actually, you know, the one that you use. (laughs) It's the one that you use for the internet, and And, people uh, know it by both names. Yeah, technically a forward slash. You'll get a free month of Audible, which is available on any uh, iDevice and Android as a downloadable app, and it's also available on your desktop computer. And you will get a free audiobook from us by going to that link using the slash lost. And that book's on us, the month is on them, and you know what? We get paid either way, whether you cancel the service at the end or not. So, yeah. you, I mean, my guess is like I, when I, I did when I signed up, I thought uh, I was going to cancel personally. I, I didn't. I didn't end up canceling. In fact, I, nope. I just got the I, mine just uh, renewed for the latest month, which means I have a 
uh, another uh, token yeah. kicking around a, to, a credit. To be honest, it was another podcast that sold me on this originally before they were even our sponsor. And I was like, yeah, totally going to get the free book, listen to it and quit. And now I'm like nine books deep. So honestly, uh, it's a service that catches it does you. Help. I take the bus a lot and it's nice to just like sit there and listen on the bus, you know, got an hour to, to read, yeah. quote unquote. You know? I get to the bus stop uh, an hour before Jared to uh, make sure I don't miss him so that I can uh, uh, laugh at him while he gets on the bus and then drive to my work, which is near his. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were going to say that you. Uh, I could give him a ride, but it's much more. It's better to sit there and listen to a nice Stephen King book or a Clyde Barker or a Chuck Palahniuk, and just wait for your friend to hop on the bus and watch him like depressed listening to Spotify as he drives past you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I actually thought you were saying that you take the same bus as me, but you make sure to get on. You actually drive to the bus stop an hour no, before. I drive me. to the bus stop. I sit in my car at oh, the okay. bus stop and I wait for you to wait for the bus. And then, like, I'm listening to Fight Club in my earbuds, right. and then I watch, get, watch you get on the bus, and then I continue to listen to Fight Club It'd be while great I follow were, the bus and then pass it and wave at you. It'd be great if you were listening not to, the like, the book or even the movie Fight Club, but literally to a recorded Fight Club, so all it is just, just like, bu- ow! Just bum fights. Ow! Ow! Oh! Uh, we were talking about Clive Barker uh, earlier and Stephen King. I haven't uh, read a lot of any of those recently. I might actually pick up one of those. Yeah, uh, so uh, head over to that link. Uh, it can be found prominently on the front page of our website, lostatonepodcast.com, and also at the end of each week's show notes. We uh, we have a clickable link and a brief description of the offer there again in case we set it too fast and you don't know how to rewind a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, make sure to leave us five-star reviews in the end of each show. Uh, we uh, we need more. We have a bunch. We love you guys. We're making the uh, five stars and Beyond the Pale album this yep. year, which is going to come out on working iTunes. On, working on the most recent ones yep. for there are uh, three. You Used on the um uh the, the variety show that'll come out at some point. At some point, yeah. we, we're, we're a little slacking on that one, but we'll get it out. Uh, so make sure to leave five star reviews. We will make them into songs for our iTunes album. Uh, if we pick your song, not only does or your review, not only does it become a song, but you get a free copy of the album for being a donator to the cause. Right. Uh, everyone else is gonna have to pay full price on iTunes. And it's gonna be like a little remixed and remastered, so it's all nice and you know, pretty yep. and whatever. So. All right. Um, on this uh, great Memorial Day weekend, um, there's nothing I think about more than um, all of the proud men and women who have served uh, our great country and also the goth festival in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has anyone ever dressed as a goth person out there? Um, I'm waiting for a rhetorical answer I'll never hear. Um, <laughs> the rest of the podcast is just silence waiting. Oh, and that's <laughs> all we got time for. If you're someone who appreciates the goth community or is in the goth community or even simply is outside of it and likes cosplay or dress up or Halloween or has ever watched a horror movie or has once eaten a bratwurst, uh, this is for you. Wow, that sounds like me in a nutshell, man. <laughs> it sounds like everyone, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, yeah, the thing, um, I looked at this, okay, so this is Goth Fest that you're talking this about. Is, this is the Wave wave Gothic Scene Fest in Germany. Right, and, and they, they had 221 artists when I looked at their list. That's that's crazy. They had 100 goth rock bands. Right. They had 20,000 people show up. And people dressed from uh, classic goth style to animals, like horses and yeah. monsters, the, the devils. The freaking costumes are amazing. I uh, mean, Victorian costumes were in heavy demand that I mean, weekend. I hate to say it, but they actually kind of put a lot of, like, cosplay events to shame, only because cosplay, usually you pick a character, a very specific character. I agree, and these, these are, are really original, yeah. and, like, they, people let their fucking imaginations go. I kind of wish these were characters, and, and some of them might be, like, mythical characters, or just, some of them, like, are straight, like, you might as well be in Guar. These are fucking 
fucking amazing. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. Like, the best of the best it's of the cosplay punk. at, say, San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con, which I believe currently are the two biggest. Right. Um, the best of the best there is rivaled here by the average. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. I know. I, I, I agree. And I don't know. The pictures that we saw were obviously the best of the, the, the festival, but they are some of the best uh, costumes I've seen. We'll be uh, we'll be putting up a, a link to these pictures in our show notes for this episode of com, And we'll also uh, probably post a few of these pictures just straight up. Um, I think, in fact, this week's show picture, the no. art, should be one of these people. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I, mean, I think so too. No, I, I any one of these is just I, a you know work. what I mean, we were talking about. Like I've been doing a lot of drawing lately and stuff. That's the kind of cool shit that inspires me to make fucking weird, cool characters. Because that guy that you just showed me, nobody can see, but he's got like ram's horns on there. Um, I'm just digging that. The, that's, the, 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 the yep. girls' butt cheeks that are hanging out, but you you don't even really notice them. I mean, oh, a, a short skirt. If you see that, I, mean, little, I noticed that first. If you see that little dip of the butt cheek with a short skirt, I mean, you your eyes usually zero in on it, but when there's a like a really intricately made, almost H.R. Giger style it, well, it, devil it, it tail It is kind of Giger-esque. It's like, it looks like it's made of metal or something. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. These costumes are the shit. Well, the thing I like about it is like goth. And I'm not even goth. goth well, no, but goth, are you. Like, goth can mean a lot of different things and um the thing i like about this is it shows how there's this like mesh of people's interpretation of what goth oh, there's is like there's 40 steampunk, different types yeah, there's steampunk, horror victorian you know, uh, victorian because i think of like there's and i'm wondering if the mix was there represented in music too and i don't know any of the goth bands or anything but um i don't know if it's all like that goth medley stuff or if it's like goth and goth i think with 100 bands there's going to be a wide variety it's probably going to be some, some electronics some, of some those, hardcore some death metal some, some of that uh, stuff i don't know like one of my favorite is like uh there's a band rasputina and they're gothic you know because they wanted to make sure that fits like, but they uh but they're they do like their cellos two women with cellos and like a drums and they put their cellos through distortion sometime and their second or third album was actually produced by um uh, uh, the, the guy who produced Marilyn Manson and and uh, Marilyn Manson nice. did a remix of one of their tunes and stuff, but it's not like that kind of goth metal. So I wonder if it's kind of a mix of all that. This is like more gothic chamber music done mixed with goth, you know, rock type of stuff. So it'd be cool. I actually am curious to see like because they listed all their uh, all the bands that showed up on also- that on that list, and I actually want to check some of them out. And the, the costumes are also not even limited to like these older style things. Like there's some, yeah. there, there's some, uh, uh, the Purge meets Destiny, the video game style future death cult evil style stuff. See that kind of and, stuff. And I it's would just see, interesting. It, it's uh, like, like I'm, I'm not into you know cosplay myself or anything. I think it's really impressive when people do it right. But if I went to a festival like that, I might actually put some work into a costume because it would be fun to get into that kind of costuming. Stuff that's really artistic, creative stuff. Not that cosplay isn't, but you kind of set. You already have your palette in front of you. You're like, I need to look like this character. Yeah, this is really like well. this is like Halloween on steroids. Yeah, and I was just gonna say it, that. It, it's it's mixes our two favorite things. We love comic cons and comic books and cosplay. And when it's done well, yeah. it's amazing. And live but music we also, too. Also, but we but also yeah. love Halloween. And yeah. when you're looking at these, you're seeing people who created Halloween costumes that cost money and had thought and yeah. promise and and they and they designed this, this. and worked and put them together and there's, there's uh there's a vampire pope which i thought was fucking vampire awesome pope is me. pretty great and some of these girls are just damn hot i gotta say like there's something about a victorian dress with a bustier yeah, yeah. and the the, the the gag yeah i'm gonna move on now because i'm getting a <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's the old pod lost at home podcast erection <laughs> First time listeners, there's at least one, guaranteed at least one erection per episode. 
Now, um, this isn't the only thing that happened over this Memorial Day weekend. Um, coming closer back to home, you know, the troops and all, um, PacSun Clothing Company decided to come out with a shirt under the ASAP Rocky label, which is uh, based on the rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a line of clothing. And a shirt came out a couple weeks ago, actually, and it was now featured prominently on displays and ads and in the fronts of all the stores, I believe because of Memorial Day weekend, because the shirt features an American flag. The problem is, is that it is a black and white American flag, and it is hung upside down on the front of the shirt with an anarchy symbol on the right short sleeve. Um, a lot of people have taken umbrage with this. Um, people are not happy. Yeah, I, I mean, Facebook alone, if you were to go through the comment section right now on, and I'm not saying on their post for this shirt, on any post, they're in the hundreds, if not thousands, and people are flipping their shit over how, on Memorial Day weekend, how dare you do this? And but at the same time, and I think actually I, I saw, maybe in you know comment you left or, or you were talking to me earlier about it, like... Isn't also like one of the biggest testaments to America free speech at the same time? Freedom and, I mean, of speech. No, and, and yeah, shock of, yeah. value, stuff like that, whatever. But I also feel like it's weird that certain shock value things are completely off limits. Like, oh, don't do shock value stuff when it comes to like religion or shock value stuff when it comes to American flags. The number of comments posted by veterans was amazing. Like, I would say 50% of all comments that are negative towards Pakistan are posted by veterans saying, I didn't fight for this. Which is ridiculous because yes, you absolutely yeah, no, did. You it. fought for the right to have a free enough country to do as you will without the government telling you no. And I understand like why people don't like it. I absolutely and your opinion I, I, is yeah. also protected and I, and I can, by what you fought for. Yeah, and, and, and it's you the should, First Amendment. And you should be able to come out with you know. I mean, say as much hate uh, stuff as you want about the shirt. Who, who knows? That's Maybe, right. What next? They're gonna make American flag regular American flag shirts. Oh wait, those are those someone are actually brought that up. That um, there's an article in the uh, the code for the flag that says the flag can only be hung upside down if it's a sign of immediate distress as a symbol of such to gain to garner help. Like if someone were to be trucking through an area of America. Say we were being occupied by North Korea, like in that movie, uh, the Watership Down. What was it called? <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked Watership uh, Down. I love that. No, story. the other one yeah. about uh, Red Dawn. Like right. the, yeah. the remake of Red Dawn was North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I kind of want to see a mashup of those, like all the Watership, Watership Down, Down characters. Red yeah. Dawn. I mean, Watership Down is actually Wa- a more Watership Dawn. That's like a like a real deep. Actually, yes, I think that's a is. more depressing deep. Uh, movie and book than uh, fucking Red Dawn, but it has adorable characters. But, but if there was an occupation and you had a, like a small community that was in distress and you always hang the American flag, you could flip the flag to show troops that you're in distress and you need help. That's right. It's a symbol of come get us and help us. But it also, uh, everyone was saying, well, yeah, but the country's not in distress. So I made a Facebook post about, yeah, it actually is. Our country's in a lot of trouble right now. Our elected officials don't actually do anything for the people. They act on their own whims and on whoever has the most amount of money at any given moment to pay them to act on their whims. And also, uh, so we're, we're a little distressed as a nation as far as democracy goes, since we well, no so, longer you could live be in like a country it, that's democratically run. And do they? And I'm curious about that article because I'm not. I don't know it by heart. Obviously, is uh, is the one definition of a flag? Is a the the uh, appearance of a flag in art considered the flag, though? 
Well, once you change the colors of the flag to black and white, technically you fall outside of that because it's an actual representation of the flag upside down, not a miscolored one. Yeah. And also, that same article states that... I mean, could you hang a t-shirt, like, as a flag? That, that's where I'm coming to. Um, also, in that same article, it is illegal to wear the flag. Right. So, any t-shirt or a any, pin any or anything. T-shirt, any t-shirt, any representation stupid, of the flag on your whether, body. Whether it's for good or bad. So, after bad. 9-11, all your fucking crazy bullshit, I'm going to wear the American flag. Yeah. I, I saw on Facebook recently, right before the weekend, this somebody uh, posted something with this crazy American flag t-shirt being like, everybody should have more of these. Blah. Which is against the articles of how our flag is supposed to be handled and treated. There should be no wearing of the flag that is not something you're allowed yeah, but to it, do but again it's a matter of what is what constitutes a flag is the is a picture of a flag on a t-shirt technically a quote-unquote flag so i'm just curious what the definition of flag well is it's about the it. symbol the yeah. symbol and once again once they change it to black and white and flipped it upside down it's no longer the flag anyone can argue that it is and they, they change the color and flip it upside down well it's but what the article when, defines it, but when know. you get down to it it's just a bunch of lines with a box in the corner with stars, and they decided to make it that way. Like, I don't know. I, a lot of people are getting butthurt about it. Um, I actually jumped on this bandwagon thanks to my wife, Kelly. She brought it to my attention by sending me a uh, screenshot of her comment uh, echoing ours, basically saying, like, we understand you guys, you know, fought and served in the military. Uh, we're not trying to say you shouldn't have or that this is something that, you know, you should support. But freedom of speech is freedom of speech. You have the right to say it's bad, and also they have the right to make it. And you fought for both. It's weird to be obnoxiously hypocritical about something that could go either way. To be honest, yeah, yeah, it's it's not just you're not just uh, it's not just about the things you believe are right. It's about the fact that everybody has a right to. I'm still getting notifications right. on my phone every minute to people replying. Um, I've got an overwhelmingly large number of likes for what I wrote. You know, and, here, and I also have a few people who were against it and didn't like it. So, I mean, it's a give and take thing. Well, I, I feel like um, with, you know, with that, it's it, once again, it comes down to opinion. The fact that I think it should exist doesn't mean that I'm, uh, I'm saying it's good that, it, you know, I don't necessarily like it or anything. It's not a, like any positive or negative as far as I'm concerned. I think a lot of it probably, a lot of the people who will buy it will buy it for shock value and are quote-unquote badasses that are actually just don't know what they're even doing. I but, wanted to buy but it the fact today that it, because but, it's a cool design. But the, the, it's so the, stark. It's, the, the right the right to, to have it and to, to produce it is there. So, yep, But, uh, you know, the right for people to get bent on the shape on Facebook is there too. To be honest with you, somebody actually said, go ahead and buy it if you want to buy it. And you know what? When you walk down the street, you'll see what people really think of you. And in my opinion, I'm like, yeah, they'll think I'm just some person, and if they disagree, then no one's going to call me out on it. I don't think that they're going to. They, they might roll their eyes or like be like, "Oh, geez." I don't think anybody's going to like take such an issue that they're going to beat the shit out of you. Maybe I some grizzled that, veteran I will yell at you. Have an issue with my upside down black and white American flag T-shirt. They're gonna have to fight through the other layers. Like I wear a strap on the outside. Of I was my pants I was gonna say like backwards. Okay, when yeah. I'm in public, it looks like a tail, yeah. and then just my dick hanging out on the front. To add confusion, yeah, I'm a, I'm like an onion. I had layers, yep, yeah, layers of dildos, layers of dildos. Um, yeah. To be honest, I just I I think that if this is how people are going to get butt hurt, 
you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah, Paxson <laughs> doesn't care about your opinion. Paxson's not going to lose or gain money off this. They're probably going to break dead even because some people are going to buy it because of the controversy. And well, a lot of people who say they're not going to buy it are 70 year old veterans who, who don't shop at Paxson. I guess they're not the demographic. No. The demographic. First of all, um, they probably tend to like fucking focus groups and testing and numbers and statistics. It's like Paxson isn't a cool indie company that's like got crazy artists on retainer. They're a fucking corporation who makes shitty cheap clothes from Bangladesh with generic fucking prints on them so they're not exactly that's not the demographic they're looking for and they probably have you know big wig business people who don't necessarily believe in this like personally but they're like hey it might make us money so let's put and it out if, there if you really want your uh, your opinion to be heard don't just boycott pack sun if you're one of these uh, individuals who doesn't believe in free speech that was fought for by our veterans um how about you boycott asap rocky on spotify and pandora and in the music stores because yeah. he's the person behind this label he's the person who had to sign that last contract that said yeah. yep i approve of all these shirts yep so uh if you're gonna hate anyone hate him but once again you really can't if you're a giant hypocrite and think that you can't allow one freedom of speech but you can't allow another yeah so you, just you remember can... what you fought for this memorial day weekend you fought for everyone's right to do as they please in this country free of someone telling you no legally. Yeah. They can tell you they don't like it, which is exactly what you can do. And this may yeah. not be a popular opinion. A few of our listeners right now may be a little upset with us for this and say, you know, you guys are a little off base. We are only off base in the sense that we do love the First Amendment. It allows us to have a podcast on iTunes that you all listen to. That we talk that to about free fucking censorship. Yeah. There is no censorship in this show. We don't we have to worry about explicit show. You know, generally don't have to worry about like sponsors or anything like that, pulling funding from us or anything. We just fucking do as we please, which is great. So, we we actually appreciate the, the fact that we live in this kind of country. So, and that we could uh, we could make our own shitty t-shirts. Yeah, I want to make a horse fucking t-shirt. Uh, I almost picked a horse fucking story, but I thought there's been you know we can make a horse fucking t-shirt, but I feel like it would need to tread on someone's first speech rights or <laughs> or at least make a veteran cry. I'll see. <laughs> we can, and, we I, can... and once again, the the Lost Known podcast does not hate the troops, does not hate America. We love this country and we love the people who defend it. We love it because it allows us to do what we're doing. I wanna, we I wanna, couldn't have an explicit podcast in North Korea. We couldn't have an explicit podcast in Bahrain. How about, how about somebody, you gotta uh, love that we live in a country where we can do this. How about somebody dressed as Jesus fist-fucking a llama? That's that not might, bad. That might piss on... Not, it's not pissing on anybody's rights. It's just uh, pissing on uh, a lot of people's opinions of... Of uh, and you know I mean come on let's can face Jesus it. wait Jesus can't Jesus eat shrimp a right fucker. Jesus uh, can't eat shrimp it isn't shellfish a, you know I think that was, I think it was misinterpreted there's like something in the Bible but oh, I think it's all misinterpreted but I, but I think really what it was is Jesus <laughs> just went oh I don't like shrimp and they were like well, no nobody can eat shrimp he's like no that'd no be, I just don't like amazing it amazing if that's the entire Bible like I'm just if allergic every, every belief is based on him just having normal likes and dislikes it's <laughs> similar to life of Brian actually we're like no I'm not the Messiah stop following me we're like a water to wine it's just Jesus was a fucking alcoholic he just always like, kept like like wine around somewhere and water bottles yeah, like yeah. what, what are traditional do water bottles <laughs> like oh is that water he's like yeah uh, it yeah, is it's water let me taste it <gasps> no, it's, wine. it's wine oh my god he turned water into wine yeah we just we just offended the troops jesus <laughs> but we're not at the same time we're yeah. trying we're walking a very thin line which is oh the, i don't mind if no, I, which uh, is a which is a line of free speech yeah that's literally the line we're walking we do not mean to offend but we are giant fans of but free we are speech. going to offend because of the whole we but we're not trying to. 
Oh, God, we're going to offend. And you know what offends me worse than probably anything in this entire world? What's that? Uh, songs, when they get stuck in your head. Oh, shitty music that gets you know, stuck in your head? There's always a shitty music. Do you know what got stuck song. in my head today while I was reading all these shitty comments on PacSun's Facebook page? What's that? The Coming to America song from Coming oh. to America, the theme song. This Wait, was was that the actual... Uh, it almost sounds like... Um, Springsteen song or not? No, I no, you're talking about the... Uh, the, the Coming the, to America with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. What what was the theme song? It was the uh the, it was the coming to America song. You mean coming like, to co- America? Oh, that one. Uh, wait, coming to? No, that was uh uh yeah okay. You know the one? It, well, because there's coming to America. There's that one. No, and then not the, that one. And then there's the. Uh, it was the one that was very synthy and eighty style and. Living in America. That's the James Brown one though. That, that might have been it. And that was from Rocky three, I think, or two, three. I think uh, that was what's his name. Uh, Apollo Creed song. I'm actually being silent for more because I was looking for it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Anyway, uh, so that bl- song, we'll figure out which one it was. I believe it was this one. Yep. That. Oh, yeah. This okay. one. Yep. Every time I read these posts, they with people getting all butt hurt. This is a song that was going through my head the entire time. Oh, okay. That was the one created for the shitty uh, movie. Honestly, it, does. it was a good movie, actually. But it was a great movie. Good. It was a, it was so cheesy 80s. Yeah, Eddie Murphy. Oh, man, I haven't seen that in ages. Um, we need to rewatch it. So, yeah, part of that... Um, but that's right, yeah. would not get yeah, out of my they're, head they're, today. They're called earworms. That's what they call those. When you have those, a song that's the, the, the songs that burrow into your head and just stay there and stay there and stay there. Um, Do we just jump segments? And this, uh, yeah. So th- we're we're going to uh, we're going to talk about this during our. This is a science segment. This has blinded me with science. And that actually is an earworm right there. The uh, the beginning of that that song can get stuck in your head. I hope it gets That's stuck in your head. That's from Weird Science, right? Uh, originally, it, wasn't it, that, wasn't it played in that? It really? may have been played in that. I gotta go back and watch we yeah, somebody that was, on a podcast recently was, that Thomas was talking Dolby, about I think, it. Uh, made the song, and I, um, I realize I don't remember that movie as well as I used to. I I loved that movie as a kid, man. I love the like, TV like, show on what was it? USA had it. I don't know. I didn't have years cable ago? or anything. Yeah. Oh, there was a TV show of it that like wasn't half. Or? No, no. You mean I was, like back I was then? A kid. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, it was a TV. Yeah, I, I didn't get cable until I was like ninety six. Ninety. I mean, until I was ninety six. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, uh, I'll 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 hold out. Charter uh, is putting a bid to buy Time Warner for fifty five billion dollars. Those um, words mean nothing to me. I have Comcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, which is funny because Comcast originally was going to have a, a something that uh, we were going to. We have Charter here in Marshfield because, um, as you know, even though it's the free market, the blessed free market, no, they, we live big in companies, a monopoly state with cable. When, with cable, it's called franchise agreements. They pretty much say, "Hey, we're going to monopolize." We're not. We which don't is want an illegal monopolization agreement made in back doors to keep price yeah, controls lo- in local, place. Yeah, these local franchise agreements where you have to pretty much sign something. So they saying, all suck. Yeah. Is what we're saying? Um, oh yeah, of course, fucking cable Com- sucks. Comcast is the worst, but I have the Raptor around my little Ca- finger, Comcast, so no, I'm Ca- fine with no, them. No, the funny I pay thing about nothing them is, right is, now. We say that, but we we've never lived in a Time Warner state, and I'm, apparently that's really, really, really bad. I can work it. I can work any system. Yeah. No, no. Well, if you can get a hold of them. Apparently, they've, they've got a less than like 10% approval rating for their fucking uh, customer service because nobody talks to them. You can't even get through. You get like three hours, you might get a hold of them, and then they're just like, fuck you. And then they, yeah, they, they don't care because guess what? I mean, in this day and age, the good thing is, is the internet is uh, is helping because you can say, I just don't want your cable package. I don't buy the actual cable video although the, I, I have cable video at home apparently I mean, they, 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 they might piggyback off they, of they, uh, they call they call Kyle Charter calls uh, my, my roommate um, probably 
fucking 10 times a week being like, hey, you want you want video, cable video? Like, no, we buy your cable internet so we don't have to buy cable video. Oh, okay then. All right, see you later. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to put, bring that up. Anyway, yeah, I, I had Comcast <laughs> about two weeks ago call my, wake me up in the morning calling my cell phone to ask me if I wanted a landline. I was so pissed. I'm talking on my cell phone. I was so pissed to get woken up by Comcast on my cell phone asking me for a landline. Like, even nowadays, I, nobody I, buys. I answered because I, I saw the number and I was like, I don't know what this number is, but I know that I knew the area because they call often. It's some like the same area code. And I answered. And I was just like, no, I'm talking to you on my phone. Yeah. I just got a rude about it. Like, yeah. Like, this is my, like, people, it's called cutting the cord, where people, yeah, they cut away from landlines. If you look at the, the numbers of people who move away from landlines, and now they're we, trying to... We have a landline at home. We have a duck phone from Jersey Shore. You know how on Jersey Shore they had the duck phone, which was kind of famous in the show? Yeah. We used to have, well, you might have come over way back in the day when Jer- Jersey Shore became a thing. Uh, we had friends over to make fun of it and have drinking games based on how douchey they were on screen and stupid shit they said we would take shots for it. Okay. And uh, one of the things they had was a duck phone. So for Christmas, I got my wife a duck phone, okay. which is a wood phone shaped like a duck that you can pick up and has buttons on the bottom and you're talking to the duck. Um, that's our landline at home that you is plugged into the wall, which will call out 911 if necessary because oh, emergency yeah. services yeah. are yeah, available. Yeah. I mean, there's and, technically a landline. You just don't have service. Yeah, I'm yeah. the laziest doomsday prepper. Like, I have a hoodie in my trunk in case I get cold, a duck phone to call 911, and one large bottle of water in the basement in case our <laughs> water line gets cut. You've got a good, like, 45 minutes of survival. I, <laughs> I will weather that first hour well. Yeah. I'm going to go crazy Especially after that there's anyway. there's a brisk wind and I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, glad I I, I, I put these together. Um, so science, science, um, science has helped uh, when you get these earworms, uh, earworms stuck in your head. Um, and by the way, this is probably going to get things stuck in people's head. But uh, according to this article that I read, this in um, the most catchy song, although this was done in the uh, UK, uh, is "Wannabe" by the Spice Girls because I, I guess in uh, the UK especially but probably in America just as big a hit here um, uh, people within uh, like a fraction of a second of playing the chorus can detect the song like uh, 86% of people or something wow um, so it's pretty fucking yeah so anyway there, you get there's, these... some, there's some video out there floating on the internet of my wife singing that in karaoke in a dive bar that's it's a beautiful song yeah. it's a beautiful song it's amazing it, 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 <laughs> It gets uh, it gets stuck in your head. These little and the problem is they're always a little snippet I of a shitty song. Gotta get with my gotta get with my friends. Gotta get with my friends. See, that's the problem with earworms. You never know all the words. You know, like three words, and that one little loop goes over and over again. Scientists have figured out if you chew gum, it will actually help you get rid of these earworms. Interesting. Now they studied a shit ton of people. Intentionally, this is almost like hell. You could almost put this under a torture, and they pretty much subjected them to these earworms to get songs stuck in their head. And then they did the—I don't know where they settled on gum. If there was some like precedent ahead of time, they like, probably oh, tried maybe. a bunch of things. They had yeah. all these people like putting <laughs> like, their mouths on like suction cup dildos on yeah, walls, yeah. like just suck it, <laughs> like suck, suck it, yeah. suck it to wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you were just in a perverse basement. Yeah. <laughs> now stick this 9-volt battery up your ass. Sure, this will help me get wannabe out of my head because it's fucking worth it. <laughs> just suck it on a suction dildo and get a 9-volt battery stuck up your ass. And then finally you chewed some gum and you're like, that worked? Ah, oh, shit. All right. I guess now we can set time, you free. Now it's time to make a study out of this to cover this yeah. BDSM household made dungeon. <laughs> Quick, get that uh, pervert doctor on the phone. He'll write us something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, 
prescription for perversion. And so, so anyway, they, they did this big study, and they found that chewing gum will actually help you get the soon out of your head. I haven't tried it yet, but next time I might, I always have gum laying around, so uh, I might actually give it a shot. But the problem is I'm going to intentionally do it like, hey, this might help me get that song out of my head and chew gum and just think about the song. Is it out of my head yet? No, nope, because I just thought about or it. Or you can change guess. the lyrics of the song ahead of time in your own head. So when you chew the gum, it goes to it like chewing this gum and my friends. Yes. <laughs> gotta, gotta, chew this, gotta go chew this gum and chewing, chewing, chewing all that gum. And then people are like, man, you, you, did you get that if you can gum the word song? spearmint or something into it. Like, okay, number one right now, every Every gum company that still runs television ads, which, God, why the fuck does that thing exist, should be using what is scrambling what for television? the Spice Girls wannabe song to become the new theme song for their ad campaign for chewing gum. Right. Because they had all those old, like, double mint commercials with the twins. And oh, so that way, like, even if you so chew now the gum, it's, now it's associated it's still, yeah. with gum, the song. So you, when you chew gum, now it won't work. It'll, in fact, do the opposite. Yeah, for the six people who read this article and study and actually know it, they're like, or we got to get Or the thousands and thousands of people who listen to our podcast that we just They informed. know now, and they're going to try it, because God damn it, who wants those fucking earworms out of your head? By the way, before we go any further, the uh, Lost in a Podcast, number one podcast in the state of Vermont amongst all people... <laughs> We'd like to uh, spend a fun? moment here to uh, make some money. So um, yeah. Audible, being our sponsor, uh, I think they have a little bit of something to say here. I think they want to make us a little bit of cash. Um, sit back, enjoy. 30 seconds from now, we'll be back. In a world where people use money for goods and services, the Lost at Home podcast needs you to perform a service for them so that they can get money. No, not that service. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash lost and get a free month of Audible's audiobook service and a free audiobook on the show. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Plus, it helps the show. Got an iPhone or Android? Then download the Audible app and listen to your book anywhere you would listen to a podcast. Thanks for your support. Now, jump to it, fuckers. Yeah. And we're back. It was like back. a minute or so, I think, actually. You know what? I don't think they listen hard enough. Let's just play that ad one more time. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it rolling. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... Now that we moved on from the earworm segment, which, by the way, I got to say, the entire time you were talking about earworms, I could not break away from Star Trek II, uh, Rathacon, the part where he takes the, the worm oh, yeah. and puts it in the yeah, guy's which, ear. Yeah, which is funny, because now I wonder if there's, like, eye worms where you can only, like, envision Visually. something. So this earworm created an eye worm for you. Ooh, ooh, I like that. Fucking crazy, man. I was trying to think Oops. if there was an eye worm that was created by the earworm that Wannabe is, and it's a cross between... A very vague image of some Euro trash girls dancing in sync on stage and my wife doing karaoke because that huh. that both those images are ingrained in my head. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I also had a friend who uh, had sex with uh, Posh Spice once. So he said. Really? Posh was the hot one. Yeah. That's, uh, he was the one to pick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the other, there actually the others could had like levels of attraction, but she I kinda, was considered I like believed the fancy him. hot one. I kind of believed him because he he was detailed. Um, but I could easily fact check it right now with my phone if Dude, I wanted to be wrong. Want me because to give you a detailed description of having sex with somebody I've never had sex with, I could do it right now because people have thought about it and there's detail. Yeah, I can create that in my well, head. Well, no, I, I believe it was because it was in New York City where it happened, and he said her dad invented the DeLorean. 
So if those two facts aren't true, if those three facts don't line up, he's a liar. If Posh Spice's dad didn't invent a DeLorean or live in New York City at any point in time, the entire story is wrong. That's true, but Lots just because podcast for, listeners, yeah. we have a mission for you. I want you to debunk my friend's sex story from 15 years ago. So we have a way to debunk it if those things aren't true, but if they're true, that doesn't mean it's true. He told me before the internet existed in its proper form. So there was no easy debunking back then unless you want to go to your public library or your yeah. your shitty dial-up at home. Yeah, so so it's probably we could debunk that. Now. We could debunk but, that in two seconds. But what now. I'm saying now is, if if you don't find out those facts are true, it doesn't mean the story is true, though. Yep. Um, if you guys want to uh, go and debunk this, um, hit us up on Twitter. Uh, how about we hashtag it uh, Poshgate? Poshgate, I like it. Poshgate. So uh, look for the debunking on this uh, on Twitter later on. Uh, if anyone finds out this isn't real, hashtag it with Poshgate. Oh, uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson blew me at the JFK airport one time, Terminal uh, C. All right, people, let's find out if the JFK airport, airport has a terminal C, <laughs> oh, exists. if Sam Jackson's ever had a flight through it, and if Jair's ever had a flight through it. <laughs> okay. This is going to be called hashtag GateGate. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, actually, I think I think probably the terminal's JFK. I haven't been there in a little while. Uh, actually, no, that's not true. No, I was at LaGuardia recently. Or wait, was it JFK? No. I confuse the two often. I was in one or the other this I year. I, think, I, think, I, fl- I, think, I fly a lot now. So I think JFK I, has numerical terminals, but I don't know. They have I con- actually find concourses. myself in airports way more often than I used to. I remember at one point I was like, I was on a plane once. And now it's like another fucking airport because, I don't know, I'm getting older and I decided, you know what? I'm not saving for retirement. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it that far. Some form of cancer or homicidal gun rage addict America individual <laughs> going to run into me at Walmart while homicidal buying gun soap. Baby. All right. It's going to disagree with my branding choice or I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not going to make it. So, yeah, I don't know. Whenever, I, don't whenever so I have a few extra bucks, I tend to uh, hop country or state and do something fun because I spent a long portion of my life not doing fun things. And I think it's time to catch up. Yeah, same here. Uh, terminal, uh, they don't have, uh, they have numerical terminal. You know, speaking of uh, travel, if I were to go anywhere right now, I think if I had the money and the time and the leisure, I would go abroad. I mean, far. I mean, Asia. Yeah, like the east. Like, uh, heading, like heading how about, um, like this next segment, we uh, we jump into Heropries and we talk about the, the far east. So uh, we have two stories this week for Heropries. Uh, our first one is a very simple story, and it's kind of well, indicative both about, of both the South culture. Korean stories. I noticed you, you do that on purpose. I did not do it on purpose, but South Korea actually has a pop culture that's more mirroring to ours. It is, yes, it's but with less not, social it's, constraint. It's not completely westernized or anything, but I mean, it's it's actually not even as western as like a lot of Japanese culture. No, but, but it mirrors but it's, ours it's culture, in the yeah. fact that they have actual culture. Yeah, absolutely. Culture. Yeah. Yep. Um, and when I say that, I don't mean actual culture, but they have like. They have hot bands, models, movie stars, movies. Yeah. Uh, they they just they're doing everything the American culture is doing, just South Korean style. Yeah. Um, and one thing that they do that we don't do, and I think we don't do it for a reason. Our country is undisciplined sexually, and I kind of want to blame a certain segment of our population for being too prudish with grade school and high school and college level. Uh, teaching kids how sex works, yeah, how life works, and not just going abstinence, abstinence. Don't fuck. Don't look at a movie. Yeah, kill I'll, you. Here, here's the thing. Actually, uh, in in America, we have we have two different extremes. There's that extreme of yeah. let's not teach them anything, and then there's the extreme. Uh, a story I did not choose for the podcast, but I heard recently 
was a, a middle school teacher not only handing out condoms, but also providing a location like in his classroom for them to fuck. Oh, and he would stand guard. That's, you know? that's a little extreme. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a little extreme. That's a pervert. Um, wanting yeah. to watch middle school kids fuck, and this what we're talking now, about is most, people yeah, are what most, too prudish. What, yeah. what most of Asia does is they don't they don't have prudish in their language. They they basically, I mean, they probably do. But prudish sounds like a language, like like it does, like English, like Elvish. You went Elvish. English has ish in it. <laughs> but um, but in in Japan, China, South Korea, you're gonna see a lot more permissiveness in like everything they do. They have game shows where they involve masturbation. Uh, they have bikini clad. I do too. It's called Family in... Feud. I just whack off the Family Feud. It's beautiful. <laughs> they have bikini clad people at funerals doing strip teases with poles at funerals. Right. So, so, yeah. Like, right. like we did that story a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And now what they've done is they have English classes because English is one of the most spoken languages in the entire world next to Mandarin and these English classes are all competing with each other to teach people in the east how to talk like they're from and the I think, west. I think English is the most popular second language too. Like Mandarin is the pop, most popular language because there's I so agree, many yes, uh, yes. Mandarin Chinese but yeah. So what they've done in South Korea is they've started advertising and this is only at a couple schools um, sexy English teachers. Yeah, yeah. The idea behind this is with the highly competitive market now of English teaching where any class looks like the same you know night school kind of class like Show up, learn the language, pay your bills, and you can keep going. They started putting out these print ads for Red English. Right. And it shows five very, very sexy women yep. standing behind a batter, banner that says Red English. Um, the idea here is to draw in middle-aged men in particular who want to gain this as a job skill to further their careers or possibly at mid-age switch jobs to something more lucrative where a second language will come in handy to mm -hmm. help you gain employment and raise your salary for your family. Um, the idea behind sex sells isn't new and isn't indicative to South Korea. It's simply a cultural thing across all cultures. Mm -hmm. I kind of was a little bit uh, redundant there, but honestly, honestly, sex sells in every culture except for a very small few. I mean, probably the Amish community and uh, ultra-Orthodox Jews, uh, most Muslim countries, yep. and, and even then, like, and, and high-level Catholics and Christians, but only when they're talking to their friends, when they're behind closed doors, this sells hard. Yeah, I've got to say, so it still sells. And actually, I would I would even argue that in a lot of those other sorry, things, in those other situations you talked about, sex would sell. They just, if you try to sell it, you'll fucking get killed or shunned from the community. Yes. Uh, they still want sex. In fact, in a lot of those communities, that's what you're saying. Behind closed doors, they, they get it. Um, yep, so, I like uh, this design, actually. The red English thing, where just the E is in, is like gray and the rest is red. For some reason, I like, I like that, that too. For some reason, I like that. Yeah, and uh, some of these teachers are uh, one is a racing girl, another is a fashion model, another is a beauty pageant contestant. And um, they all speak English fluently and are now teachers uh, teaching anyone who wants to come to their school. So I'm guessing this and is like I, ESL, I English is a them. second language kind of thing, yeah. from what I understand. I see right. nothing wrong with them selling it this way. I mean, a lot of people in the feminist community might call this uh, a horrible, egregious act against women, but honestly, they're they're just saying we're pretty. Would you like a pretty teacher or not? And if you're willing to spend a little more for a pretty teacher, cool. It's not like they're naked during class. Just it's a weird way to sell something. It's not like a sports car has ever been sold on the aspect of how uh, how great the interior looks. It's usually at how sexy that outside is. So yeah, and also the fact that it's it's a service that is being provided isn't going to change the fact whether you provide it or not isn't going to change the fact that people want the service. It's not like it's like not providing the service would all of a sudden change people's minds. This isn't injecting something into society that is then changing people to have a like a worse uh yeah like a 
like a worse view on women or anything like that. No, um, no, no, no. And all, you know, it, again, this is you know, this is probably I do understand it's probably a company's choice, you know, run by men, et cetera, et cetera. So, but. Uh, you know in America, if they did this, though, you'd have uh, an outcry of very portly women on a picket line going, we could teach English just as well as the sexy girls. It's like, yeah, you, you can't. Go, yeah. go, go be English teachers then. Just this, this particular school isn't for you. Like, this has been yeah. set up for a purpose. It's like McDonald's may not sell... Uh, uh, sirloin steak. There's a restaurant that does. Go, yeah, go yeah, there. yeah. Uh, <laughs> or I mean, like you know, it it, it is. It's, it's not it's, for it's clearly It's clearly based on aesthetic. It's not saying oh they just if it's it would be worse if it was a school that just happened to only hire attractive women. That would be a problem. Yeah. Um, it is saying we will let you be taught by what is considered attractive women. It's yeah. like saying why wasn't I able to be you know a beauty queen when I'm you know I, I it's like if when I'm ugly yeah <laughs> when, when, like I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna go try to be a male model and be like well, well I could be just as good I'm like no well, I can't if, there, if suddenly Vermont had a uh, a, a five seven a, a and sexy fucking... <laughs> stud Mandarin class where you can learn Mandarin by sexy studs I wouldn't be like dude I'm 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 not. Well, sexy, can I but, teach Mandarin? Yeah. Well, you don't know Mandarin. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I did, I would just go teach it somewhere else at a like, regular Mandarin yeah. school. Yeah. yeah, keep keep it keep it separate. Yeah. All right. So moving on, South Korea also has uh, more with the higher education poetry. This I I fucking love this story. Yeah, this dude. is a uh, South Korean's children's mom eating poetry frightens parents. Uh, the publishers of this poetry are talking about recalling and destroying all remaining volumes. I was going to so, find out if they did we, that because this was like the story was a little these. earlier. So I want to see if they, if they've done that yet because I actually want to. I mean, it's it's still from May. The, the story was from May still, like yeah. earlier this month. Like it's a collection a of poems by children entitled "A Single Dog." Um, specifically written by children makes us a little bit more compelling and interesting of a story because bookstores in South Korea are actually pulling volumes after parents, specifically mothers in particular, are pull, are asking for the books to be recalled, pulled, banned, censored, etc. Um, some of the poems are pretty graphic and involve stories about killing moms. Um, one poem is entitled, On a Day You Don't Want to Go to Hakwan, uh, which explains how to eat your mother's heart. Uh, well, another poem is about a knife-wielding doll. Um, nice. I kind of want to find a copy of this, much like I've been wanting to find a copy of the uh, the Babadook book, the, uh-huh. the actual pop-up book. Yeah, yeah, the, the that, one that, yeah. Yep. There's about 600 of those in existence, real yeah. ones. Oh, God, it's and just get more and more expensive as time goes on. I've looked already. Couldn't find one on Amazon, eBay, or in a general web search. Oh, no, no. Because, I mean, you're. I'm guessing right 600. now. They're on people's shelves right now. No, they're on people's shelves, and eventually those people will sell them, but they're waiting for them to really, their value to actually appear. Already going up since yeah. there's people searching and wanting oh yeah i mean that there's gonna be worth thousands so this uh this is a poem by a girl named lee and it's titled uh on a day you don't want to go to hakwan um this is how the poem goes when you don't want to go to hakwan like this chew and eat your mom boil and eat her bake and eat her spoon her eyeballs and eat them pick out all her teeth tear her hair out turn her into lean meat and eat as soup if she sheds tears, lick them up. Eat her heart last. So it's the most painful. I fucking love it. I seriously That's fucking dark. love it. It's so that dark. dark. This is like the dark. I love that dark shit. It's so awesome. It's so it's written so simply and so dark and just twisted. I fucking love it. Yeah, so the, uh, the the book is being recalled currently, or at least there's enough pressure where I think it will be, but it's called A Single Dog. 
And uh, we're going to be doing web searches to see if we can scare up a copy. Um, if there's any listeners out there, and we do have a good portion of our listenership coming out of the East. and South Korea. We have a good uh, solid listener some, uh, from time to time in South Korea, our good friend Ama Bear, who is, is there. Maybe so. Ama could uh, help us get a hold of two copies of A Single Dog, and uh, we, we, we will do things for you. Oh, I do things for him all the time. I send him uh, dick pics. Uh, maybe I'll send him more dick pics. That's a, that's a lot to ask. It is. He basically. This is something that I think is already disappearing as fast as we're reporting on it. But yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 it's, it's amazing. It hit the news. It hit the news big time in the states just this like last week, um, and uh, or you know last couple of weeks anyway. It's it it sounds awesome. Imagine like if you paired like Stephen uh, Gamble's artwork artwork from Scary Stories yes. Tell in the Dark with this kind of book. Yes. It would just. I would fucking freak out oh my god this is awesome this is dark i love it all right they can eat her spoon her eyeballs eat them oh my god now as scary as that was we're gonna move into web droppings and keep this scary theme going so let's uh let's dive forward into web droppings web dropping now the first story we have is about a haunted house um a family moved into a haunted house and when we say haunted they were actually told by the realtor that the previous family that lived in this house moved out after several years because it was haunted. So they moved in and they're living their life when they start hearing screams coming from the basement. They go down and check and they don't see anything but the screams and banging continues. They uh, they leave the house, they call 911 and the, uh, the Warrington County Sheriff's Office sends uh, Captain Bruce Normans to the door. Um, this is in Cotton Grove, Minnesota, and when the uh, officer arrived, he heard the same screams the family heard. So he enters their home, he goes to the basement, and he hears the scream still, searches the entire basement and finds nothing. Hears the screams, then hears the banging, follows the banging to where it's coming from, which is a large filing cabinet against a wall. Him and his officers move the filing cabinet and find a tunnel. They follow the tunnel, and it empties into a large cavern. Inside of this large cavern is something they never thought in a million years they would ever expect to find. It is the former owner of the home. Right. Who mysteriously disappeared 20 years ago. Well, was it 20? Because it said 1984, right? Um, yeah. Which I think their, I think their math may have been wrong because it said hiding for 20 years. We're going to go with 20. If he went in, two, in 84, though, then that wouldn't that be 30 years? Uh, right. 20 years would be 2004. You're right. I think their math may have been wrong. I think their math might be wrong. So for 30 years, he's been living in the basement of these people's house. He is 83 years old and is identified as Dr. Winston Corrigan, a chemistry professor from the University of Minnesota. Uh, He went missing in 1984 So when he was in his 50s, Jesus Christ. And it was his own house. Yeah. Um, When they found him, he was basically psychologically broken. Yeah. Kind of crazy. And they found out that he had been living in the basement off rations he had saved. He had $500,000 worth of lab equipment that he stole from the university in this basement hole. Yeah. He had three handguns, an assault rifle, 50 years worth of military-grade rations. So he was actually, yeah, he was, he's still he like was 20 years old. He, um, he was ready to go for the to the end. And this is the, this is the kicker of it all. He had 12... 55 gallon <laughs> barrels of LSD. Liquid Three, LSD. Like, th- liquid LSD, which like a drop or two will send you flying. He had 50, uh, 12 55 gallon barrels, 
three of them were empty. Yeah. Now, uh, does that not, mean like not, he... And they wrote in the article... He had an unfortunate spill? No. Nope, nope. they, <laughs> they wrote in the article, mostly empty, meaning there was some liquid LST in the bottom of both, meaning he drained them to a point where it wasn't easy to get out the it last just, It was just easier to easier open to another one of his one. 12 barrels. Because how do you do the math when he was like, well, let's see, I'm going to be down there for possibly 50 years, so I get, I'll get this much uh, government rations and, uh, let's see, 12 55-gallon uh, drums of... LSD should hold me for 50 years. I guess, yeah. maybe. He's actually being treated now in the uh, Abbott Northwestern Hospital in Minneapolis for observation and probably will end up in the Prairie Hills Clinic for uh, psychiatric care in the future. Um, at this point, it's unclear wh- whether he will be charged with anything or if he will be held indefinitely, but it looks to be it looks to be he's in for the long haul now for psychiatric care and treatment. Well, yeah, and they were saying, like, I mean... Doing 30 years worth of, or not even 30 years, uh, what do we figure, like uh, 165 gallons worth of LSD? I think we came out Give or take a, a yeah. gallon or so. Um, 165 gallons of liquid LSD taken so to yourself doing in 30 that, years. Uh, like, alone, obviously, would be terrible. So he but like, he, he also a was, there was no socializing whatsoever. I mean, imagine that. Like, solitary confinement for um, people for weeks fucks people up. And yeah. there, there no windows or anything to, to tell you what the outside world was? I'm guessing. Otherwise, maybe he could have been like, Excuse I hate to me. say this, but I'm doing the math really quick in my head, and I'm coming down over 30 years to about a gallon of LSD a week. See, oh, God. I'm Mathematically. Thinking. And I know I want to take my calculator out and actually, like, like on my phone, like, plug in all these numbers and do it real quick. But I, in my head, I'm coming up to about a gallon of LSD a week. Damn. Well, wait, no, because 50, well, 50, that would be, no, he would do, uh, it, it would be one drum a year, because there's three, dr- or for decade. Yeah, okay, per decade, per yeah. decade, yeah. one drum per decade. So it'd be 5.5 so gallons be, per year. Th- yeah, yeah. So over a year, it'd be a fifth well, of a so gallon about, per month. That's still a lot. That's, 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 yeah. that's a lot. Well, because you got to realize when they make it, like, it doesn't take a lot per hit. And I know, even over time, you do, you know, fucking, I mean, yeah, God, I can't imagine taking like five hits of acid at a time, ten hits of acid at a time would fucking just about send most people off the deep end. So, uh, I mean, well, I know you build a tolerance, but I'm guessing every day. What else do you do when you're sitting by yourself with government rations? Sit there and just play Russian roulette with fucking <laughs> 55-gallon drama LSD. Now, by the way, since we have so many stories this week and we're actually running a little late covering them all, uh, in upstate New York, a bunch of brains were found on the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, speaking of no, brain trauma. Right? No one's really figured that one out. Uh, moving on. Well, actually, I, I, they, they haven't figured them out, but I think they found that they most likely came from, like, dogs and sheep. They were and small. They were, yeah, and then they were for, um, for like research and stuff. But it's just imagine being the no person. No one knows why they're on the sidewalk. There were nine of them. Like yeah. Nine brains on the sidewalk. Yeah, and it's, it's, I'm wondering. And they look like legit brains, like you'd see in a horror movie. Oh, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're brains. They're brains. And I, I'm sure, like, if I stumbled across them, I'm not going to know the difference between a sheep brain and a human brain. I, you know, I mean, I could guess, I could look at the size and be like, maybe that's not a human brain. I'm still going to wonder why I, I, fucking brains are to, on the I'd sidewalk. walk up to him and be like, who left all these flashlights on the. F- <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I said I was going to fuck someone's brains out, I didn't know I was going to fuck someone's brains. Because that's what, clearly what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring those nine brains home and fuck it. Have exactly. a brain orgy. Now, um, I think this might be our last story. And do you mind if I pick the last one? Pick or one, do yeah, you... yeah, pick it. Um, Richard Prince, a uh, well-to-do yeah, okay. artist. I'm glad you picked this one. I, I, me off I had to bit. read this story more than once and look at different sources. I read this over the weekend, and it made me kind of angry and also kind of confused about what is art. Um, Richard Prince is an artist. 
We're using that word loosely because his art, and this is specifically an art gallery showing that was held this past week in uh, New York City at the uh, Gagosian Gallery, was a series called New Portraits, in quotes. New. New Portraits. Uh, what he did is he went on Instagram and he found a bunch of people's Instagram photos that he liked and he took screen grabs of their Instagram picture with the comments, likes, etc. below it. And he left the last comment for each photo so that when reprinted, as he has done in his gallery showing, there is a large white canvas in general, like the, the, bo- the body of it is a white canvas with the photo centered as if it were and it is a screen grab from instagram yeah with the name of the instagrammer top the likes below it and then maybe two three comments with his at the bottom of the comment yeah, section his was always the last oh, comment. His is always yep. the last and then simply he made these blown up as large prints and hung them in the gallery he took 20 of these from people's personal accounts and then sold them for 90 to ten thousand dollars I'm sorry. Nine, <laughs> no problem with some numbers today. <laughs> yeah, ninety to a hundred thousand dollars a piece. Yeah. Um, the one in the story that was uh, the most uh, represented because I think it was the most uh, was that one with, like, talked blue about hair or something. The girl with the blue hair holding it, a doll that also has blue hair. And it here's will, the thing: it's a nice photo. It's a good photo, but she took it, or some one of her friends took it. It's like, her photo. She owns this, it, in my this opinion. This quote unquote artist, I'm doing air quotes, like fucking mad right now, wasn't the one that took it. Nope. He blew it up and fucking printed it. He he left a comment on it and then blew it up. Yes. Um, to give credit to the blue-haired girl, who's quite attractive and did a nice photo. It's actually, like a it's, it's fun. Yeah, it's a of, fun photo. Yeah. Her name is Doe Deer, uh, D-O-E-D-E-E-R-E. Um, to give her credit for the photo that was stolen from her, if you're on Instagram, go check out her account. She actually has really good photos up. Um, this photo of hers was sold as a 48 by 65 inch work and went for $90,000. Um... Honestly, the, the, the art fair, uh, the Freeze Art Fair in New York City that actually sponsored this artist who hang these should be ashamed of themselves for supporting such a hack artist. I get that he's doing something weird and expressive and art's supposed to make you talk and it's supposed to bring out opinions and ideas and we're all talking about it and now you're all listening to it and now you all it know this douchebag's name. I'm sorry. But it's not art. I can reproduce. I know he's like, no, I'm making you talk bad. That's you. Fuck you. That's not art. You fucking. I can idiot. reproduce Jesus another Christ. individual's art, rip it off in a way that'll get media coverage, and that doesn't make me an artist. That makes me an attention grabbing douchebag. I, I feel like there is a uh, there is art, and then God, there's we're very opinionated this week, aren't we? I, I feel like yeah, but I am I am severely opinionated on what's considered art. I'm sorry if I I, I understand like you don't have to have like a lot of skill or talent necessarily to do art. But you can't just be like, I farted in a box, now it's art. Because it's not, you fucking asshole. It's fucking not art. There are people who work really hard to make good art and actually do put a lot of thought into it. You can't just be like, I made it, so it's art. That's what fucking kids do to like make their parents happy. Like, yeah, look at me, mom, I did it. Isn't that great? You just want to pat on the back, you fucking douchebag. People should go to Vice from this 2011 uh, Vice.com, just 20, uh, 2011 article of this person actually... Explaining this, it's called, uh, he did a follow-up too, but I'm sick of pretending, and then the ti- the subtitle, I don't, quote-unquote, get art. And this person uh, made, the, and has all these screen picks, uh, screenshots, or, you know, picked from galleries and stuff of this shit. And it's just shit. It's not art. It's just shit. It's shit that you would see if it wasn't in an art gallery, you'd be like, that fucking looks bad, and it's art. Yep. But it's, it's you know, shit. So, um... Yeah, this guy's a douchebag. He didn't do anything to fucking do this. He went to a Kinko's and was like, Mia, can I print that? And that's and then- literally what he did. And the funny thing is is that um, 
copyright law has been funny with reproductions of other people's art. And um, there was a photographer named Patrick Cairo. I may be ruining his last name. I'm sorry, but Patrick Cairo. No, just uh, call it art. He, he sued uh, Prince, the guy who did this art yeah. show with the Instagram photos years ago. Years ago. For uh, and else, he yeah. won in 2011 because he was taking these like uh, tribal photos taken in stark black and white, super artistic. Very in, like, beautiful. In like, a lot of work. It looks like, I, I didn't look in the background, but it looks like the Amazon maybe. Uh, it's like, tri- or Africa. It's just yeah, tribes it's who haven't been yeah. seen yeah. before. And what he did was he would uh, like cut and paste images of guitars and smiley faces over the tribal people and then put it up as an art gallery showing once again letting someone else do all the hard work to gather the art and then he cuts and pastes stuff in to make it new art art yeah and uh he lost in 2011 but an appeals court overturned that ruling in 2013 calling his reappropriation of the original artist photographs and art as fair use which is disgusting i would love to find out what appeals court did that and just I don't know. Write him an angry letter because I do understand their appeals court argument, but I'll, I'll white out certain words and replace them with my own because yeah, then it's my words. It's yeah. my statement. If I do that, yeah, because it's yours, then you can republish it. Right. And you can sell publicate. Yeah, in fact, I'll overturn their ruling with a photograph or no, I'll print out their ruling on paper. White out the words that make it that or they're ruling. Only the name. Redo just put it your name so that, it. that it's overruled and it didn't actually happen. And then say, I changed the law because... Why can't I do yeah, that? Yeah, because he did that, so I'm doing that. Uh, you, you know, you can't, like, you can't do this with uh, you know, a lot of other... Uh... Oh, there it goes again. Let's just own it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pretty we sure people just heard the yeah. wah, wah, wah yeah, yeah. on my phone. Yeah, we, we, we did that before. That's happened. Um, so it could pop up. It could be a recurring theme. Um, but but yeah, we're both it's, artists, it's, and we both uh, disagree majorly with this. Uh, yeah. Jer is a uh, graphic artist and does superb graphic work. So many drawings you've done that I, I want on my walls in my house. And uh, I also, I do graphic work and comic work as well. Uh, similarly, but less uh, passionately. Uh, but I'm also a photographer myself. Yeah, um, right. I'm a half of Green Mountain Graveyards. And in the state of Vermont, we are actually two of the more recognized photographers in the entire state. We, we do gallery showings. We were well known amongst the populace where we're names in the photography circle in the state. And if someone took some of my photographs and was reappropriating them, actually, it happened to Dan, uh, my partner. Really? He, uh, he had photos of his that were stolen by someone doing an article on a cemetery in Vermont. And they just took his photos to use in the article they wrote about a specific cemetery because it had some history and didn't credit him as the photographer. You got to at least credit them. I so mean, he uh, he immediately called them out and so did I. And they, then, and a lot of, they then took down his photos and they didn't credit him and said they just took them down. You think the good, there's a good chance like if they just called and asked, he would have been like, yeah, cool. Yeah, just like, put my name on it. You're not making a lot of money. You're, photo, not, yeah. buy, and they were you're his, not making so, money on it or anything. Yeah. I'm not going to expect like a cut or whatever. Just, yeah, yep. they just asked. They were his photos. Asked. So it could have been photo by Daniel. I won't say his last name on here in yep. case he doesn't want it said. Yep. But um, yeah, they, they, he would have been fine with it. Especially because it was a nationwide article in a major uh, uh, internet blog. Yeah, so you're, it's not like you're asking for like you know, oh, you get you need money. You're just saying, hey, a little don't credit steal, for don't steal my I, stuff. I put a lot of work into this. I've I've worked my way up to get these photos the way they yep. are to learn from all my mistakes and shit. And we've been told by many people to start watermarking your photography so that people can't steal I'm, it. Oh, and I'm honestly, I'm, honestly, I I won't. I, yeah. I won't. I hate watermarks. I think they make your photos look shitty. If you're a photographer out there and you're using watermarks because you've had theft. I'm really sorry about your theft, but guess what? Your two-point font size watermark in the bottom right corner 
isn't going to stop someone from cropping out the bottom one quarter yeah, of an the only, inch the only and way then would, still using your photo. Because I actually had this thought exactly today when uh, when I was reading this because they were saying, well, actually, the owner of this photo has no legal grounds to sue anyway because it's technically not a photo because she posted it on Instagram. No. And immediately it becomes theirs. Yeah. So they, they can actually do whatever they want anyway. So Instagram, Instagram is could, photographer hell. Um, and, and, well, and Facebook owns your photos when you post them and stuff too. So And Facebook, you know, there was a lot of uh, issues recently with, I think it was them selling stuff to like ad agents. But they've already, but they already told us they were going um, to. So you yeah, well, exactly. In. Technically, there's a terms of agreement, so that's a little different. But also, because I had that thought of like, oh, maybe I want to put like a big watermark across the art pieces that I post and link to my like own personal website. Yeah, what you'd want to do is like, the well, transparent banner one that goes diagonal that, through the yeah, picture. Yeah, so and that's no, the only way you're going to be safe. But then you ruin your picture. Exactly. Unless uh, the, the reason I thought it was like, well, if you use social media to, like so people can see it and then click on a link to your website to view the, like the real full, or or you post a relatively re- low resolution version of it. So you don't really give them much they could do with it because because if you don't if, if you've got a low resolution version pu- like blowing it up or using it for something is going to be tough um, using it as an article though you still could uh, but just give it a little credit I, yeah. I don't want like I don't want, or if somebody came to, to me honest, and was like life, they want to make too short to watermark all your stuff and be that butthurt about it yeah. to me like if someone wants to use it outside of fair use um, I'm probably never going to notice because the internet is a vast enormous place and if I noticed I, I, I a lot of times wouldn't care if they're cha- if they're using it as a piece of uh, another bit larger piece of art like if I found somebody using a pi- one of my Saying pieces they took it in like a photo and like a photo manipulation and like used a piece of this and that and actually made a new piece of art out of like that you want credit then then that you know and it's going to be fine I would I would like contact them and like hey a little credit same, if you got on DeviantArt it's kind of the same thing yeah. I'd want credit for taking the photo yeah even if it's been manipulated I'd like to still have someone be like you know but in this day and age, there's not a lot you can do about this stuff. You either watermark or you don't. You ruin your photo or you don't. Or you just suck it up. And if you ever catch someone doing it, maybe you you win the fight. Um, yeah. I, honestly, this guy's not an artist. What he's doing is ripping people off, and it's despicable and gross. Yeah, um, and I mean, to me, it's way worse than even using it for like an article or something like that because he's making ninety thousand dollars in somebody else's work and doing nothing. And, with and it. on a side note, I will be taking screen grabs of bad Kickstarter accounts to create a photo gallery for this coming fall's art walk in Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Which is not ripping off anyone's actual photography. It'll just be ripping off their theme and bad Kickstarter. It'll be. It'll really be uh kickstarters html templates that you're ripping off exactly yeah. exactly um i'm probably not doing that either but i yeah. you know jokes funny putting uh-huh. it out there okay um so everyone who tuned in this week uh we hope you come back next week this hopefully won't be your last show and if this was your first uh it only gets better from this point on we're not having the the big crying laughing fuck fest that we normally do this is actually a pretty straightforward week we were informative we were a little driven we were a little passionate we had a little bit of hate we were opinionated and I'm, if you i'm tired from off, a, i'm tired from a crazy cheeseburger yeah, liquor we, we party. A, it's yeah. memorial day weekend we're all tired i had a cheeseburger liquor party this past weekend if you'd, uh, if you'd, yeah, you did. Yeah. And actually, last week, we uh, we saw the Pixies live together. Oh, uh, that was great. Yeah. And, so and the week before good. that, you went to Boston. Went to Boston, saw Tallest Man on Earth. Yeah, and, yeah we've, uh, been, we've been busy. Next week, to, I'm going to Montreal. And then, the, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to Purity Ring uh, in in high, higher ground. And the day after that, I'm going to Mountain Jam, seeing like the Black Keys and all those bands. I'm going yeah. to uh, Bernie Sanders' presidential uh, uh, kickoff. I might be in, going, uh, I might be going to that, too. Yeah. Dude, if you're going, text me. Yeah, I'll let you know. I, I just got to find out if uh, people from work are going. Dude, just go. You ride in the back seat with both my kids. Yep. All right. Um, so, uh, on that note, uh, hey, you can find us on Twitter at The Lost at Home, and they can find Jeremiah at Sonic Jalopy. 
And you can also... I never tweet. So. He pretty much never hey, tweets. I hate social media. But if you're opinionated yeah. about our opinionatedness this week, please, that is the forum to yell at us publicly so we will respond. And trust me, I respond. Uh, also, go to lostonepodcast.com. That is our website. Uh, every show is posted there with a link to all of the stories in our show notes. We also post pictures and other little fun stuff. And every once in a while, I randomly choose one of those links to link to a dick pic instead. So every once in a while, you get like a little grab bag, a dick pic grab bag. This week, all the links are going to link to a gif of an animated dick going up and down a wall. Kind of want to make that. <laughs> and, like somebody trying to catch it. Like, oh my God. Oh. Like fucking oh and, my God. yeah, intercut with an old timey man with a butterfly net running in a field. <laughs> uh, yes. Right. Um, also, if you'd like to support the show, go to audibletrial.com/lost, and you can get a free month of Audible and an audiobook on us. Also, make sure to leave us five star reviews. Come on, I know a lot of you out there have been listening for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And you love the show and you support us in many, 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 many ways. You get a song You, out you of get it. a song and you'll get a free album off iTunes. We'll mail you the so link. People go and their you whole life without having a song written about them. You and, all you've got to do is take a few seconds, boom. In you fact, you write the thing that Jer sings or reads in the song. So right. you're make, actually a songwriter. You can write about your love of cats, your love of your wife, your husband, your kids, uh, Pooping, dildos, strap-ons. Strap- yeah, that being said, all your creative property that you leave there does belong to the Lost at Home it, podcast. It actually <laughs> does when we turn into a song. So. Don't, yeah, d- despite our little copyright thing we just went through there, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot of the hard work. So, you know, uh, if we ever make a ton of money on it, I guess I'll get in touch with you. But we're not going to, so don't hold your breath. Yep, and um, also uh, make sure to go to thelostonepodcast.com and click on the store link at the top of our page. That will lead you to a store where you can buy Lost and Home podcast t-shirts, onesies coffee mugs shot glasses etc um we're also working to get in a few new items uh there's been a call from our fans for v-neck t-shirts uh christopher ball was one of those uh such gents our our pr guy um yeah we we need to change change his title though he's not technically our pr guy he's more of our uh uh, behind the scenes content generator yeah so it'd be like uh um how about like uh director of social content Assistant to the director of social content. Well, because I think I'm the director of social content. Well, whatever. You can call yourself. Um, uh, he can be president my, of social content. Then he can be the guy who organizes my strap-on collection on the shelf, in order of height and. You don't have to tell color. You don't have to say like how, but yeah, but in the title, just um, uh, strap-on uh, sorting uh, assistant. Yeah. Yeah. There you All go. Right, Chris, Chris we, we got Chris, a new we title. Got, we got a job for you. <laughs> All okay, right. so thanks to everybody for listening. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to go out on uh, a segment we actually wanted to cover during this show. Uh, what's the name of the band, Jeremiah, that we're going out on? Oh, yeah, so this is, um, yeah, we were going to uh, touch on uh, some AV Club at one point, but usually it's pretty quick. So we'll kind of do a quick AV Club segment right now. This is Hate Beak. It is a death metal band with the lead singer is a parrot. That's really all I was going to say in the AV segment because the rest beaks for itself. <laughs> oh. So uh, this is the song by Hate Beak, a uh, new album coming out June 26. You can listen to uh, clips of some of their other stuff and some of the new stuff on uh, SoundCloud and uh, various websites yeah. and so, stuff. Uh, so check, check it, it out. out and, uh, Hate Beak. And Boom. Vote Bernie Sanders. There you go. See ya. Hey, time, baby.